Jesus's Life, Episode 2. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. Welcome, we're glad you have joined us, even if you are a youth or a youth at heart or a parent, we're glad to have you here. My name is Julie Adams, I'm your host, and joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes, Wes, Wef. Oh, very nice. Wow, there you go. You have a new name. Yep. Oh, just adding to the list. I <laughs> just adding have. to the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wes gets a new uh, middle name every time he steps out of line. So I have many. We're up to about 18 now, 19. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Last time I counted. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah, glad to be back. We were back last week, and uh, here we are again with another episode in your series that you're going through with the youth jesus is life so um last week we talked about lazarus yeah and so we're gonna we're gonna continue talking about lazarus this whole story is focused around the story of lazarus around Mm -hmm. the story of jesus and lazarus um so we're gonna be in john 11 so lazarus has died this is kind of a catch up recap lazarus has died and his sisters martha and mary have been waiting for jesus and are no doubt wondering why is he taking so long like our brother is already dead everything's mm-hmm. gone but why is the one that cared for him so much not here yeah because they were really close that would be oh, like very close, just yeah. like oh i'll be home eventually for the funeral or yeah. whatever you would call it then but we'll see how jesus uses this opportunity to actually teach them one to save lazarus to bring him back to life but also to teach them more about who he is mm-hmm and just how amazing God actually is as well, the power that God has. So today we'll actually go through um, the time that Jesus gets to Lazarus. Yep. And it's way too late. But last week we read about how Jesus had had sent a message, had, was sent a message that mm-hmm. Lazarus was sick, and that it would not end death. And as we read in the passage today, um, let's see if they still believe that message or if they had forgotten and discarded it completely. You have to remember... Jesus was about 32 kilometers away from uh, Lazarus and his sisters. Mm -hmm. And also that when it was sent to Jesus. So this is is something even more interesting. We didn't cover this in last week when we did this podcast. So when when Jesus arrives, and we'll read that in the story today, Mm -hmm. Lazarus has been dead for four days already. Yeah. So hold on. Messenger gets to Jesus. Yep. Jesus waits two days yep. and then goes back. So by yep. three days, that's around four days, yeah. when the messenger would have arrived at Jesus, Lazarus would have already been dead. Ah, uh, yep. So for many people, oh, so what, then when right? Jesus was like, no, 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 this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna kill him. This is, he's not gonna die. It is not gonna end in death. Ah. But you see, the disciples, like Mary and Martha, were like, why, why are you not coming right away? Why are you yeah. not coming right away? And Jesus said, this will not end in death. And the disciples said, well, why would you even go back? Yeah. If he's, he's gonna, dead, there's nothing you can do. Not not entirely that, but it was mm. more like, why would we go back to a place where people want to kill us? Yeah. Fair point. Well, and <laughs> if someone's dead, there's not much you can do. Yeah, like, but it was... That's the other thing. Like, there's too much risk and no benefit to going back. Yeah. That's the, what they were saying. At the right? end of the... Kind of. At the end of the passage, we hear Jesus tell the disciples that Lazarus was asleep. And they figured, oh, if he's asleep, he'll get better. Yeah. Oh, I see. But see, Jesus then had to remind them, no, he is actually dead. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh. And then Jesus said, now let us go. Yeah. So that you may believe. So even the disciples, the 12 close mm. people around Jesus, still had trouble believing that. Yeah, they had doubts, all of them. 
So this this is the passage that we're going to read. It's a bit of a long one. Okay. It, it goes for quite a long time. It's John 11, 17 to 37. So we're at 20 verses. Okay. Wow. This is our main passage for, for today. And on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days now. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many um, Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mm-hmm. But I know now that, that even now God will give you whatever you ask. So, I just want to pause. So Martha here, and when we read things, it's like over text almost. Yeah. You can't always feel the emotion of something that's her brother. Yeah. Like she must have been like, if you had been, like, where were you? Like, why were you not here? I bet she was ticked off. I, <laughs> and it's funny that she still says that, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Mm. Knowing that there's still power with Jesus, knowing that there there is something very different about him. Yeah. But at the same time, still holding anger towards him. Yeah. Her faith was like, it's funny how she was angry at him and had great faith in him at the same time. Yeah, that's very interesting. So Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, which is something she knew. She's been learning from Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Ah. So she's like, I know he'll come. I know he'll rise with us. Like, I know what's yeah, going to we'll happen. see him again in heaven. I get it. I get it. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Hmm. And Martha replied, yes, Lord, she replied. I love how I did English there. I believe, <laughs> I, she said, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And she said, and after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here. She said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to them. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village. So he was still outside the village mm-hmm. of Bethany, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. So he didn't leave. We, Martha went back, got Mary, came back. So when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforted her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to go to the tomb mourn. Mm-hmm. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So she actually doesn't add the part that Martha adds. Jesus, if you would have been here, he'd still be alive. Uh, she doesn't add. Um, she doesn't add the. He'll, God will do whatever you ask. Yeah. I think Mary had a little more resentment yeah. there towards it because it's just like, what? like, come on, man. Yeah, you could so have made it here. They were counting on him to. They were heal counting him. on him. Yeah. They were counting on him. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. And they said, "Come and see, Lord." They replied. And Jesus wept. Like, like Jesus wept, knowing all things that he known. He knew that Lazarus was already dead way back where where they started. But seeing them together, this community Mm -hmm. together, he wept and he mourned and he grieved. Yeah. Like he was moved because he, I feel like Jesus knew what he was going to do. Yeah. He's like, no, he will rise again. It's going to be okay. But still seeing the emotion Mm -hmm. of these, of people and still seeing that still brought him to a point where he's like, 
Jesus is human. You have to remember this at the same yeah. time where I think so, humans have this tendency where they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you see what's around you. You're like, oh, wait, there's still people being impacted sometimes and still yeah. people doing this. I wonder if Jesus had that as well, where he was just like, oh, wait, I just did this. And now like I'm saying this, but people are going to react a little differently. Mm-hmm. People are going to do things a little differently. Do you think he was weeping out of sympathy for Mary and Martha because of how sad he saw they were? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think it says he's moved in the spirit and troubled. I think he's moved to the point because he's like... Was he mourning Lazarus? I think so. Where he's mourning, he's like... But didn't he know he was going to raise him from the dead? But I think there's empathy in that. Mm, Where you're like, no, I I understand your pain, Mm. where you're coming from. Yeah. And it is overwhelming. Yeah. Like we even see Jesus losing someone where he was overwhelmed. He was like, oh, like, this is, it's hard to bear. Yeah. I think we all know that. So that's a terrible thing to bear. Yeah. And Jesus bared it with Mary and Martha that the one that he loved, Lazarus, is now dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Jews said, see how he loved him. That this wasn't just a weeping of sympathy or just like, ah, oh, if you're going to cry, I'm going to cry, like that kind of thing. But no, it was, it was a powerful weeping. <laughs> it was like, I've lost yeah. a friend. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? So there was people mm-hmm. there who were like, you still could have done something. Uh, like, from afar, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you still could have done something. And now I want to go into some of our teaching points. So that was our main passage. And that was John 11, mm-hmm. 17 and 37. These are some of our main points that we're kind of go over. So as Jesus arrives in Bethany, he finds that Lazarus has died. He already knew it, as we yeah. read earlier. But... And he has been in the tomb for four days. So Jesus had previously raised people from the dead, but never after someone had been buried for that long. Yeah. This is a long time. And they're it's in the desert days. and it's hot. Yeah. It's stinky. Ooh. And yeah. they had probably like prepared him for oh, burial. Yeah. They had wrapped him up and uh-huh. put. Well, but, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're no? not going to get into the historical context of things because okay. it's just like many cultures did very different things. Yeah. Even subcultures, like going from town to town, did a little different burial yeah. things. Being that all of them were Jewish, they probably did a similar thing yes. that Jewish people did, but it would have been different. Like, I feel like when a lot of people, when we think about burials, we think about Egypt, how they buried people. Oh, yeah. No, no. But these these had like literally like a cave, right? Yep. That they had a cave and linen and... Yeah. And they wrapped um, them up and usually they would put some kind of like oil, like a perfumed oil, no? Yeah. To help prevent... Yeah, they would have some perfume. A lot of it would go over the fa- the face. Yeah. Like the linen would go over the face. Some of the body may have been exposed a little bits here and there, but... Yeah. No, it was it was prepared for death. Yeah. Um, so when Martha goes out to uh, meet Jesus as he arrives, you can hear the disappointment in her tone. This is what we're talking about. Because sometimes it's hard to hear certain things when we're yeah. with just words. And she says, the Lord, if you have been there, my brother would not have died. Like the disappointment that she had for Jesus <laughs> would just mm-hmm. been like, and we all have this disappointment, I feel like, in our own lives. Mary and Martha hoped that Jesus would have come and done something. Yep. Because they knew that he could. Yep. I feel like we do this too, where we hope Jesus would do something and things yeah, don't go the way we want. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe yep. it's with family. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's whatever. Mm-hmm. We hope things will turn out a certain way, but they don't always do the way we want. Yeah. Um, and this time, Jesus wanted to prove something. There's something Jesus was proving in this moment through the story of Lazarus. And that was that he is the hope that even death cannot destroy. Mm. 
that Jesus is in fact life, that life isn't something that we get from this universe, but rather life is something we get from Jesus. All things were created through him. Yes. And the fact is Jesus has this power over life and death, that this is not just something where he's just a construct of the universe where, where even life and death have more power than him. But no, yeah. he proves here that he has more power than life and death. And we'll read John eleven twenty five again, which says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. So what Jesus is saying there is that believing in him, having faith in him, having life within mm-hmm. him, we do not die. Yeah. You but he says, it, like, humanly, yes. Mm-hmm. But there's a spiritual sense that you yes. will not. Mm-hmm. God, we see through scripture, often uses disappointing situations to increase our faith in him. Yeah. That we go through hard stuff and it come out of it and we're like, I feel like two things really happen. One, we're so blinded by our pain and our sorrow that we can't see God at all. Yeah, definitely. The other is we come to the end of it and we see God's work through it and we're like, whoa. Yeah. And your faith is deepened. And it happens either or. And it, it's not like... Every, a certain group of people only see the pain and never God, but rather it flip-flops sometimes. Sometimes There's hard yeah. times where you go through where you see God's work, and there's hard times where you go through and you're like, I don't see him right now. Yeah, That's normal. Yeah, It's okay because we all do this. And we all have different things that we're more sensitive to, I think. Exactly. Or like a, maybe, I hate to use the word trigger, but uh, like a trigger that we're more apt to uh, have blinders on where we can't see God, yeah. I think. Like we, we definitely keep blinders on. Yeah. So, like, we often have times where we go through hard times in our lives where God's like, trust in me. Just, I know things are hard, but trust in me. Like, I'm going to yeah. get you through this. Yep. Um, so that we can grow. So that we can grow in our faith and in life. And in this life, we'll go through times of distress. We'll go through times where it just sucks. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want us just to go through it. He wants us to grow through by trusting him. Yes. Like we're not, like we go through hard things, not just because life sucks. That's what it is. You know, that is what it is. Rather God's like, no, you're going to grow through this. You're going to, you're going to experience things that are going to suck, but I'm with you in it. Yeah. And like, if we look back to the movie we watched with our senior house, the movie Night Mm -hmm. at the Shack, it was intense. Yeah. Guy loses his daughter and he's in this time of distress and Mm -hmm. everything. And obviously he has his, amazing revelation of God at the shack and everything. But that's a journey. It's not just a God revealed himself, said, boom, there's your problem solved. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a dialogue. It's everything where he wrestled with God. Mm-hmm. Like he said to multiple times, the main character because he said to God multiple times, why should I believe in you? Yeah. Why should I? You are just causing pain. You are just causing evil. You are just yeah. causing all this. There's no point. If all this evil happens in the world, why should I? believe in you and you see through the movie they try to portray god using a lot of emotion being like no i still love you like i still like i'm working things out for your better yeah and it's just like bad things happen but it doesn't mean that god's causing those bad things no what it means is is that even though the bad things happen god is still inside of us still working with us still loving us and making sure that we can Mm -hmm. get through these things we're meant to be able to trust god to walk with god in those things to be able to grow when we can't see past our disappointment, God wants us to still follow him by faith. And that's what mm-hmm. faith is. It's to 
when you can't see, when you can't yeah. feel it, when you can't even hear it, hear it, sense it, yeah, you still believe in it. Yeah. Like how many of us really today? Like I know a lot of people say like I really heard God's voice clearly. Yep. That's a pull or a push, and I get that. I think everyone does at some points yeah. in their life and things. But never seek Jesus. Like we don't we don't hear hear him. Yeah. Like, like audibly yeah. not audibly it's like it's internal yeah and we don't we don't smell them we don't we don't feel them we don't yeah it's faith yeah to know that they're still with us and you know it is comforting to see or to hear when the disciples have doubts because oh yeah they like literally were with jesus <laughs> literally literally they, like, they were with him. Physically, they were with him. Yeah. They were taught by him, directly by him. Yeah. Which is different from being from reading the Bible, in my opinion. They like oh, yeah. literally were there with him. And they They lived the Bible. Yeah. They were the No, they nope. were not the Bible. No, that's <laughs> nope. not what I mean. They like anyway. You know what I mean. I get what you mean. And they still had doubts. They still so, had doubts. So, you know, of that course. is comforting when we have doubts that we can be like, oh, okay, you know, the people that were there doubted. So yeah like it's it's i find we do this so often in christianity or christians do this we would say now that i'm christian i I can't have any doubts Mm. that's a really terrible lie because we all doubt yes we all struggle we all go through things and enough of this facade of christians being so perfect happy yeah. I saw someone, it was one of those Instagram things where people go and they interview people on the street. Yeah. I said, Who, do you think Christians are some of the happiest people in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Everyone said it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They, they are. Enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> we are broken and hurting. Yes. <laughs> like we, like, yes, we have Jesus and that's awesome and it's amazing and it's wonderful and that is everything we need. We're still hurting. Yeah. We're still in pain. We're still living in the same broken world. We're just yeah. doing it with Jesus. We're not doing without. with Jesus. And yeah, we have joy and happiness, just yeah. like all other people do, I feel like. We still have pain. Yeah. Like Christians. We still like, suffer. We still. What is. I don't know if it's exactly in scripture, but someone has paraphrased it mm-hmm. where they said that to be able to walk the different path that many others walk, to take that Christian path, because a lot of the world is secular and they'll walk mm-hmm. a path where it's not Christian. Yeah. To be the one person who stands out and says, no, I'm going to believe in Jesus. I'm going to follow this. That path can be very rocky. It can be a rockier road. But the thing is, it's not that we're on our own in that. No. Like we talk about this. Like Jesus is with us in that. God is with us in that. Because it comes through faith. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we talked about last week with the two-way street. Yeah. Like we believe in God. I guess not really. But it's a bad example. But we believe in God through our faith. Yep. The thing is, God's always believing in us. He's like, yeah. no, you got this. I'm right with you. I am yeah. right with you. When we can finally accept that not only does God have us, we have full faith in him as well to get us through things. Mm-hmm. Amazing things happen. And you ask people, like, if you had full faith in God and you knew God had your back, like, you knew how to, God had your back, people live their lives differently. Yes. People are like, no, I will go out and do more things a little more differently. I would... I would be more charitable. I would do more things. I would yeah. I would help more people. Treat people differently. Yeah. It's interesting when we when we consider life that way. Yeah. Um. So, getting back to our main subject, <laughs> they're meant to be talking about. Um. <laughs> it is that we're meant to have faith in God. We're meant to that even in our disappointment, even in our struggles, to still have faith in Him, to mm-hmm. still see Him and want to be with God. That even when things are hard and struggling, we're still able to see Him. 
in the darkest places because he is the light of the world. Yeah. So it's important to note, and this is something important to note, that Jesus' humanity is very clear to see in this passage. Mm-hmm. Jesus is fully God. He's able to raise Lazarus from the, be- from the dead, but he's also very human. Mm-hmm. He's fully human as well. He was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. He wept for those grieving over the death of Lazarus that day, even though moments later he'd bring him back to life. He still wept because yeah. he was moved. He's fully human. Yeah. When we see a community of people together, emotional, we're moved. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, um, you ever, like, I get moved when um, senior high retreat, I was very moved because I looked over to our senior high. We were sitting this campfire session. You were yep. at the junior high retreat, so you know yes. what I'm talking about. Campfire yeah, yeah. session. They have the bleachers up. Any senior highs that listen to this, you'll know what I mean because you all sound to cry. So um, <laughs> bleachers were up. And we were doing worship. Yeah. And everywhere I looked, there were some of our senior highs. And some of our senior highs who don't always go to church, maybe not don't know worship songs, there was no worship lyrics up anywhere. But they were singing along. Mm. Or they were humming along. Or they were going along with it. And that moved me because I was like, I would have been, how long, how long have I been working? You were only here like a month or a month and a half at the time. Yeah. Six weeks, maybe. But I was like, God, you were doing amazing things yeah. for these people. And I was very moved by that. But that was something that really moved me. Yeah. And when one of the students came up afterwards and said, like, I want to like had a moment where they're like, it all made sense. Like Jesus was like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like, no, there wasn't doubt. There was just full belief. I was like, well, okay. That was the moment where I was like, my job is so much more real than anyone could ever prepare me for. Yeah. And it was one nice. of the most amazing things. And it just, it changed my whole thought of ministry. Like that moment changed. I thought I was like, yeah, we're meant to help people. We're meant to go through things with people. No, it was, it was, we're meant to have trials and faith with each other to the point where we can help others see Jesus. Yeah. And I don't know if I think bring them on that retreat to help them see Jesus a little clearer. But I think what really happened was just that Jesus was working so much in that moment mm-hmm. and just being able to help guide someone and be like, yes, this is real. This is something that, and it, having those conversations where we don't always see it, but when we do, we're like, wow. And it was incredible to do. Um, so that's kind of our teaching points. That's kind of the things that we're going through. Mm-hmm. So we're going to ask Julie a question. Uh-oh. I'm put, being put on the spot. What did various people learn about Jesus as a result of him waiting to show up after Lazarus has died? What did Jesus learn about? No, what no. did various people learn about ah, Jesus? Sorry, I got it backwards. Um, What did they learn about Jesus? Yeah, what did they learn about him? While they were waiting for him to show up. Well, I think some of them were disappointed in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they, probably when he did show up, they felt cared about. I think Mary and Martha both, I think it, at the end of the day, increased their faith. Yeah. Um, hmm, what else did they learn? They learned that Jesus loved Lazarus. Yeah. They would have seen that, yeah. Yeah. I think for the disciples, they learned that Jesus is not just someone who just cares about himself, but he'll go to a place where yeah. they, they wanted him dead. You have to remember that. Bethany was a town where they, like, 
did not want him there at Mm-mm. all. Like he was he was very close. Yeah. And the fact that he showed up, standing outside the village too, didn't go inside the village. Yeah. Kind of respected that a little bit. Like he oh, knows those people are angry. I'm gonna stay here. And when Mary and Martha came to him, showing the empathy, the movements that he felt. Mm-hmm. That he did care. Like they said that wow, he really did love Rasmus. Like yeah. even though he waited, he loved him. Yeah. And it was the fact that I think through the disciples and the people would have seen that he has a lot of empathy for people. Mm-hmm. That he's not just someone oh, who yeah, just doesn't sure. care. Because you have teachers who are like that where they're just like they'll say they care, but when something happens, it's like, oh you didn't I don't really care. But yeah. Jesus was someone that did care truly. Mm-hmm. So I think what a lot of people learned about Jesus was just that he has real emotions yeah for sure that he's not just someone who's fake but rather someone who's real in our culture today that's so prevalent right yeah you're fake oh, or real yeah i think jesus shows in this no i real like, yeah. i i put my emotions i wear my heart on my sleeve yep i feel like jesus kind of start, maybe started that a little bit like <laughs> wore his heart on his sleeve yeah. because it's like no i have things out it's there very authentic mm-hmm. um so yeah so in this series Something I really wanted to do is that, um, say, is that, um, like, we will have times in our lives where we talked about where we'll go through a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. or the life can seem meaningless and pointless, and it's just like, why, why? And I think there's something really important that we can learn through the story of Lazarus, is that we can trust Jesus through this time. But he is the epitome of love. That even though we're struggling and we're like deep in the depression state, let's be honest, we go through it. He's still there. Mm-hmm. He's in the depression state. He's like, no, I'm still here. Yeah. Like in the midst, in the mud of it, like still there. And I think that in our third part of the series, we'll really see that come to light. Yeah. So I'm really excited to be able to. Yeah, go there I'm looking and share forward it. to that too. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Wes. That was a good, uh, good discussion, good chat today. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Wes, you can email him at wes at waynefleetbic.com. Or if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you as well. My email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you very much for tuning in today, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye.